Hey there, it's Dr. Raj. Welcome back to another episode of The Scope. Today I'll be discussing whether bringing back Zion this season is the right choice or whether he should have sat down and redshirted. So let's go. So the Pelicans announced that Zion will make his debut on January 22nd against the Spurs. And that comes after an extended rehab. I've heard some rumblings that maybe it was best for Zion just to sit out the whole season and redshirt the whole season. Kind of like guys like Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons did. Now there's multiple reasons why I believe bringing him back is absolutely the right decision. And there's five key reasons. The first thing is that there's this misnomer when it comes to rehabilitation or injury rehab that simply rest makes everything better. If rest was the solution, that means that activity is the problem. And that's inherently not true. So, in the rehab, they've cleared him through this activity progression where they're ramping up activity slowly to allow him to reacclimate, and he's gotten through all those steps, and now he's at the point where he's back to practicing. So, this idea that rest is simply going to allow him to heal more is false. They've already respected the biology of the tissue, and it's healed And so now the next step is actually getting him back out on the court. Secondly, this type of injury, when it's handled appropriately, which I have to assume that they have considering their medical staff is is at an elite level, professional level, it's not a high re-injury risk type of injury. For example, with Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons or other foot issues of the nature, they're typically tend to be higher risk re-injury risk injuries or even ankle sprains or hamstring strains or calf strains, muscular injuries in general, which tend to reoccur frequently. In the case of Ben Simmons, he had what is known as a fifth metatarsal fracture, which is the bone on the outside of the foot, which actually has a very high re-injury rate. Joel Embiid has a navicular fracture, which doesn't have high blood flow, so it has a high re-injury rate as well. Zion's injury is completely different, and so applying the standard of rest depends on the injury. In this case, he doesn't have a high re-injury risk, so holding him out doesn't make sense. Thirdly, we know that the Pelicans, and this has been talked about a lot recently, it's really interesting, is that a big part of their Rehab is movement retraining, or as it's been called, relearning how to move by certain outlets. I call it movement repatterning, teaching new patterns of movement. A big part of that is assessing how that training carries over to games. The whole point when you teach someone to move differently 
whether that's landing differently, whether it's jumping differently, whether it's watching the knee collapsing, which means knee valves with the knee caves in, watching their gait, meaning their running style, etc., etc., is you want to see how that translates to the actual game. And that's because a movement retraining is only as good as it carries over to the actual sport. You can teach someone anything when it's a low press, low pressure, low stress environment. But when that game comes, the activity intensity increases, when that stress hits, how is that individual responding? Are they able to maintain those movement patterns or are they not? So that assessment is critical for the Pelican staff when it comes to Zion's movement viability and how clean his movement patterns are. Let's say he gets back and they're starting to see some of these high-risk patterns again, then perhaps they start re-emphasizing that. Perhaps they pull him out for a little bit to really focus on it. Now, that being said, fluctuation when it comes to a new movement is natural. It's like relearning a jump shot. When someone is tweaking a jump shot or relearning a jump shot, it's not like a switch where suddenly it's a new jumper. There's a process where you're looking at a trend line. You're going to have good days and bad days. Oftentimes, that's related to how stressful that situation is because stress tends to default us to baseline habits. So you're looking at that trend line. Is the person's jump shot improving? Is it closer to what you want it to be in the end form? But those mistakes are actually critical. Your nervous system the motor nervous system feeds off mistakes. Mistakes are what tell it, allow it to then understand, okay, here's what I do and don't want to do. That's the fuel for the nervous system's fire. So a big part of this for the Pelicans staff with Zion coming back is going to be looking at, okay, he's going to be naturally have some fluctuation. Then it becomes of how much is he fluctuating? And that fluctuation is still critical for him learning those movements, especially when it comes to the variability of scenarios that come up in the NBA. He's going to be landing, jumping in ways that you can't really replicate outside of the game. Speaking of not being able to replicate things, that brings me to the fourth reason, and that's exposing Zion to the NBA intensity, conditioning, game, rhythm, isn't something you can replicate off the court. And I always stress this when it comes to reintroducing a player back, whether it's even the last month of the season or something of that nature, is because it allows them to regain some rhythm and feel for the game. You see, there's multiple examples this season with guys, Gordon Hayward, Kyle Kuzma, Avery Bradley, etc., etc., where They've had disjointed seasons with injuries and they're in and out of the lineup and it leads to them really losing a lot of rhythm in their game. You know, some guys are more rhythm players, especially for role players. Whereas if you're ball dominant, like say a Kyrie who came back after a long time, but looked like he hadn't lost a step, but he has the freedom to always have the ball in his hands. Guys like Gordon and Kuz, they play in systems where they're not getting that many touches. So they really rely on that rhythm when it comes to coming back into the game. And you cannot replicate that off the court. And the same goes for Zion in this instance. That intensity level and that feel and that speed of the game 
is something he has to experience in game. So if he's met all his protocols, there's no and the re-injury risk is lower due to the movement repatterning. His mechanics are now fluid. Bring him back. Let him get a feel for the game. Let him build that chemistry with his teammates. Let him, not even considering on court, off the court, let him build that chemistry off the court with his teammates and build that rapport, especially with a younger team as they have. That's a big part that's critical for developing into a good team. And lastly, the last time I checked with the Pelicans, they're only four games out of the eighth seed. I mean, that eighth seed in the West is almost, it's a complete outlier this year where you don't really have to be as good as you had to be in past seasons. There's a huge drop-off from seventh to eighth. So they're only four games out of that eighth seed. And they, they're, I believe, seven and three in their last 10. They're playing Utah right now. And they're playing them quite well. Let's see how that ends. I know BI is going off right now. And so, you know, they're playing well. Derek Favors is back for them, which has been a huge boon for them. Lonzo's playing with rhythm and confidence. So, hey, get, let's get Zion back in the game. And he's a type of guy who can fill in multiple spots pretty quickly and fluidly, right? Especially when it comes to their system with pick and roll, playing off, playing off Zoe, whether it's that short roll. I mean, you have to pay attention to him coming on that role and so he can be a help to them moving forward and I think exposing him to that intensity of a playoff chase that experience is invaluable for Zion so for all five of those reasons I believe absolutely that the Pelicans are making the right choice by bringing him back and of course they're going to allow him to reacclimate gradually it's called graded activity progression he's going to be on a minutes restriction they're going to have a careful eye on him in the meantime they're going to be assessing like i just talked about assessing whether his movement patterns are carrying over and if they're seeing some issues they'll work on it and they'll rework on it reassess it's always a work in progress so that's it for this episode of the scope thanks for watching you can always find me on social media instagram twitter at 3cb performance I'll catch you next time.